In a dark corner of the world, three men will work together to bring you a podcast like no other. This is Fanatically Correct, where the fans, the geeks, and the nerds are always correct. With your host, MSK, Yo Peace, and Omega. Hey guys, MSK here, and we're going to do another flashback episode from last year's Sunrise City Comic Con with uh, special guest Jason Font. Omega got a chance to do a Q&A panel live um, with Jason, so uh, go ahead and check it out. Uh, he is co-starring with JDF in the upcoming Legend of the White Dragon. We all love him as Westo, the Red Time Force Ranger. Let me hear it. It's time for... Time for... Jason Font coming to the stage, everybody. So now, um, if you want to form a line, if you want to shout out, best thing to do is you come to the podium, talking to the mic, ask a question. Uh, we will take turns, we'll get it started, get into a few things. Something I always like to ask. How, first, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, guys. Thank you for having me out here. Uh, thank you for coming. This is a little gem of a show. I, I've... Uh, my gosh, we were signing for three hours out there, so thank you so much for coming out and supporting. That's great. Um, so what I always like to start with, and we usually do this whenever we get to do a Q&A with a celebrity. Um, first off, Fanatic Correct, I'm your host Omega, my co-host over here. Yo, peace. And again, here we are with Jason <laughs> Font. Uh, what I always like to ask, like a bit of an origin story, um, like what really got you into the career in the entertainment industry of acting, mocap, all the stuff that you do? Like if it was something you always dreamed of as a kid, we discovered like what is like the base root story of what got you into all this uh tom cruise risky business <laughs> so i was uh, a sophomore in high school i had spent my whole life being an athlete and uh i got the flu we all get the flu right so um my mom went to uh excuse me blockbuster and rented this movie called risky business and i was sick you know the, the whole flu thing throwing up and my, my parents worked so i was home all alone all day and I watched this movie and I went, this looks like fun. This is awesome. So risky business is what made me go, I think I want to be an actor someday. And I had been a high level athlete, played baseball, you know, went to college, played baseball. So I was like, whenever I'm done playing ball, whenever they kick me off the field, uh, I'm going to move to LA and become an actor. So I went and played college baseball. I played pro baseball for a bit. And then when I finally got released, that's when I literally packed up a truck. I had like 200,000 miles on this truck. I probably had like $1,500 to my name. And I told my mom I'm moving to LA. And she said, are you out of your mind? And I said, I, I guess I am. So I just went, I, I didn't know anybody, went out there and just, just chased the dream. The grind. Just did the grind. Did yep. the grind. Well, good thing that you decided to do what Tom Cruise, the actor, did, not what the character <laughs> Very different experience in LA. That's right. Have. <laughs> Anybody have any questions yet? We're moving forward? Everyone in the chat. Yeah, I've met a lot of you guys already there today. Yeah. Go to the mic, stand up, whatever's more comfortable for you. Just your name and your question. Hi, uh, I'm Gil. Thank you, Gil, for coming. Um, I would have to say is, um, have you ever 
So a sort of relation with a character that you've had to play, uh, um, for example, with Wes in Time Force, have you made uh, probably connection with the world that you said, okay, like, this looks like me, I'm gonna play me. It's, uh, seeing you portray Wes the way you did, it, it felt like pretty natural coming out of you. Like it, um, I, I would say that would be my question. Yeah, that's a great question. Wes is very similar to who I am. Uh, besides the rich upbringing, I didn't I didn't have a rich family growing up. So um, you know when when that I read for Power Rangers, <laughs> excuse me for Galaxy and Lightspeed, uh, didn't get the roles. I think West was very similar to my real you know personality. That's what helped me really get that role. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the mannerisms of West are me. Alex was the one that I had to you know was more in terms of they wanted to make sure. The way that I walk, the way that I talk, you know, the, the cadence of your speech, how you sit. Alex would never sit like this, you know. So everything you did had to be different with Alex. And what was cool about my season is that when Power Rangers started, they, they, the audition was, well, what I was told is they told them, okay, you got 30 seconds, kick, flip, let's see what you can do physically. By the time they got to our season, they were hiring actors. So the audition had nothing to do with physicality. It was about the scene, you know, it was a six-page audition. Um, they wanted to see the way that you, you know, you, you were an actor. Wes and Alex, they said, okay, read this as Wes, six page audition, leave the room, take a second and come back in as Alex and do the same audition. So all the actors had to do the same piece as two different characters. So I was always very honored that they felt that I was versatile enough to come back in the room and look and act totally different. And, and that was kind of a unique thing for Power Rangers at that time is to hire more actors than the martial artist. But yes, to answer your question, Wes is someone that I identify with heavily because his personality is, is who I am in real life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I hope I get to see you on the 30th anniversary this year. Yeah, I don't know if you will, but <laughs> I know who's going to be there, but they, they brought me back a bunch. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to go to live in New Zealand for a month. It, it's a long time, but they've got something really special planned and you won't be disappointed. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, speaking of it, because you're talking about the like, physicality of it, and again, we've spoken about this before uh, at Flint. Um, when I asked about that, like the, the action, how you do the stunts and that, with MoCap, like specifically, you know, uh, and Resident Evil, um, was there like any stunt work you had to do in that one for the MoCap, or was it just the character and then he had a stunt, you know, a person for certain things for the parts of the game and things like that? Yeah, the, um, thank you. The, um, yeah, the MoCap stuff still had a stunt guy. For all that, um, for the big falls, any of the big falls or anything like that, it's just not anything that I deal in. Um, but the mocap, I mean, most of it was you know running, shooting the helicopters. You know, motion capture for Resident Evil was amazing. That game took two years to do. That was two years of my life, and they filmed it like a theater performance where you're surrounded by cameras, um, and they're playing those scenes out, those cutaway scenes, like theater. Um, so the dialogue is, is it's, it's fun because you have to, you know, really memorize the lines, um, like a theater performance. And, um, and then the guy that does the voice, Matthew Mercer, who's been the voice of Leanne for years, he has to come in, watch the way I deliver the lines, watch my voice inflections. Like right there, if I give a pause, he, he's got to match it and then he just puts his voice in. So I still have complete control over the character, what I say, how I say it, whether I'm yelling or not yelling. And then, uh, then he has to match it. So. Um, but action-wise, not not a ton. There were some falls in there, but they would bring someone for that. Yeah. Any other questions from the audience? Here we go. Come to the mic. 
my name is Axel, and my question is, when you had to do the scene where Wes and Alex are in the same room, how did you feel when you were doing that scene? Good question, Axel. Um, it, it was really cool. It was a long day because they would bring me in and they would jet black my hair and they they get it, they pull it back. That's because they makeup and wardrobe. We go in, we film half the scene, so they literally would split the scene in two. We film the what the Alex stuff, and then they would lock the stage. Nobody could go in there because they had the screen locked. Then I would have to wash out the black. They'd go through makeup, wardrobe, hair again, and then come back in and then play the opposite side as Wes. Opposite like a stick. So um, those were long days, but that's what would happen. They would literally split the room and do it. Um, scenes where you saw the back of Alex or Wes's hair was, a, was just a, a stunt guy or a, a body double. Um, but there were long days, but it was pretty cool. So it, when, once it was finally done and I could see me talking to me, that was always kind of a neat thing, you know. Um, but it, they, because there were long days and we were – what stunk about that is that, the, you know, for those of you that really followed the show, the Alex character, there was so much more they could have flushed out with that. I mean, this was a guy that was – you know, that, that, that we thought he died, but he, he had to pretend he was dead to protect the, the, the time. I think it's called the time continuum. And he's watching his fiance fall in love with somebody else. And so there was so much more that could have flushed out with that character, but we were rushing to finish that particular season. Um, so they had to cut some stuff out that they could have probably done more of. Yeah, so I, I, I always hoped at some point they would revisit the Alex stuff, but it was a lot of fun doing both of them. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your question. Any other one before we uh, ask one question? Hurry, come on up. One of them. Just stand a couple feet behind him and you're right up next. So, go ahead, uh, thank you. So, um, earlier you said that um, you tried to audition for Lost Galaxy and Lifespeed Rescue but didn't get it, right? Right. Uh, so, with those two and Time Force, um, did you only audition for red or you tried to audition for other colors as well? Well, that season they kind of know the way that they want, what genders wear. Um, so I was reading only for the Red Ranger in all three seasons. Oh. Yeah, all three seasons. So, um, which I was very happy for. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey. Uh, I think it's more like how like behind the scenes uh, work regarding the show. Uh, so when all three of the characters would like take all take in. The hallway costume and all that, that they still have to. Uh, and would you, uh, do you know the process of, you know, adding like dialogue to your character, obviously, with their all hallway costume and all that? Because obviously, they don't see, obviously, it's a different actor in it. So, you know what the process is uh, with all them, how you do like. Voice vocal, the and costume and certain scenes. Are you saying how we did the voiceover work for the cost with the costumes? Yeah, like how that process went. Yeah, so what they would do is um they would whenever the stunt doubles were in the suits, obviously we would film simultaneously. So we were filming all the the, the acting scenes with our faces in it, and somewhere else in Los Angeles they were filming all the you know the fight scenes with the stunt doubles. And then we would have to go and do ADR, is what it's called, and we would have to match, um, you know, obviously the, the guys in the stunt, there was still a story going on, so whatever voices or dialogue we did, we'd have to go in the studio after and do ADR and put our voices to what the script was saying there. So it was a separate process. 
Yeah, separate process. All right, thank you. Would you ever have to like double in for both parts at large, be in the full costume and get up to act out the scenes as well as do the voiceover for it? Never in the costume. Really? Never ever wore the suit except for, for uh, PR. Oh. Yeah. So, so there goes the movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as he says time force, that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that I did wear is where the helmet busted open, right? And that was the big scene where my father realized that I was the, the Red Ranger. That I was in it for. Um, and of course, in Mega Force, I came back in it, which is a bummer because it, it, it's, I think everybody likes to see us in there. They did it in Spider Man. You know, when you get Toby and you get Tom and you get those guys, uh, and Ryan and uh, Andrew. Um, you know, have them in this, and I, re- I think Spider-Man realized that they want to see Toby, yeah, in the suit versus Toby as Peter Parker. That you want to see the face thing, and I think that that Spider-Man did a great job of doing that in that that last Spider-Man because that that's kind of cool when you can be in the suit but still show your face, you know. And they they, they didn't do that as much, so yeah. Go ahead, sir. So you know him. Is your name? Your name first. Your what name? is your name, son? Liam. <laughs> nice to meet you, Liam. So the new Glad movie question. coming up, The Legend of the White Dragon. What are you looking for into the for the Legend of the White Dragon? What are you looking for into doing for that movie? Well, you know, after Power Rangers ended, um, a lot of us realized that we had gone through. I mean, I think I've been to fifteen countries in five years, all over the world, and this Power Rangers franchise is huge. I mean, everywhere we we've been and. You'd be surprised at how many fans were everywhere. But we realized that, you know, as we get older, so do our fans, you know. So you'll see most of the people in my line are in their 20s and 30s because they grew up watching me. Well, Jason David Frank partnered with Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun has millions of followers on YouTube. And they wanted to create an older, darker, more mature version of Power Rangers that we could grow with our fan base. So that's the goal, is to create something to grow with our fans. Which, of course, Power Rangers is for kids, right? That, that's how it started. And this one's going to be for, for more adults. So we want to try and capture that now older audience and create a whole new universe. Yeah, a whole new franchise. Um, so, Ian, thanks for bringing up Legend of the White Dragon. I keep pushed straight it's into like, that. It's almost like you knew him. It's like, almost like, almost like it was you know a what? I, I didn't even coach him. Did you coach him? Did you coach him before? Did you coach him? I did. I'll be here five dollars later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, buy a nice soda with that. Um, but yes, uh, on the Legend of the White Dragon, since we got on the topic, um, and you're talking about like the differences, like since this is more independently filmed, um, you guys have to do more control on their say and how you're involved and everything. Are you involved a lot more in the costume, in the scenes, in the action? Did you change it up or are you repeating how it was in your power? Yeah, for this one here, yeah, that's all us now. So that this is not a big, you know, um, uh, you know, corporation that's running it. So yeah, we're in the suits, we're doing everything. Um, you know, these guys are not, <clears throat> what I can tell you about this is, is you know, we, we, we wanted to get this funded for the fans by the fans. So we, we, we ran the Kickstarter, we blew through the goals, and then we said, okay, great, we can make a feature film now. So we started to bring in some really cool talent like Michael Madsen, uh, you know, Mark Dacascus, that we, we got a lot of cool people in there. And um, oh, I'm blanking on his name from Arrow, um, oh my God. So we, we, we got some great talent that came in and we wanted to make sure that everybody knows it's a, it's a brand new universe. These guys are not superheroes. Yeah. They are treasure hunters that come across something that gives powers. And of course, when you have powers, good and evil come after these things. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we're in the suits, we're doing all the stuff. 
and this is supposed to be a multiple um, you know theater release so there'll be more things coming that I guess that's all I can say I'm trying to think what I can yeah. say yeah no, I, you, have, you have the DNRs and the, um, out of curiosity though as far as the theatrical release I'm just curious because you do a lot of cons, so the JDF, you guys are very good, mm-hmm. fan-friendly. Uh, I mean, you, you're touring like, all week. I mean, I don't know when you breathe. Uh, <laughs> but um, on that note, when that movie releases, are there any plans at all to do, like, a theatrical tour where you, like, do the movie and, like, a meet-and-greet? Well, because that's starting to happen a lot with the independent films. And considering what your franchise is and the following that you guys have, if that's something that maybe you're planning or thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. It depends on what Jay wants to do. He's 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 the one that's controlling all this bat and sun. Um, I was just honored he asked me to be a part of it. But it seems like they want to do that. Once you sell to a Netflix or Hulu, you kind of like give your baby away, right? It's gone. So they're talking about, and don't quote me on this, but of, of literally going across the country and renting off theaters, you know, three, four hundred fans to come in, watch the movie together, do a Q&A, do an autograph signing. And then that way we can really control it instead of just having this a one-time thing. Well, and engage with the fans. I mean, the fans? He, he's a, uh, Kevin Smith does that. He's done that with the last, his last oh, films. Yeah, he did, he's doing it now again with uh, the new Clerks film. And he just did it with his last James Hannibal movie. And he did that himself. And he's not the same following. I mean, he's more with adults. But like you guys have with the family, with the kids, with the, the teenagers, with generations of uh, fans, that that's something that yeah, would, I'm pretty sure everyone would like to see, to have the ability to see it in a smaller theater setting or you know even a larger one depending on you get and have the ability to as well as hear you guys talk about it you know have the Q&A with you yeah. do the meet and greets yeah. and all that stuff any other questions from the audience when we anybody want to ask something well something else I was going to ask because of all the con stuff what's a good like con story I mean you could probably just hear a bone you probably had it's something crazy to sign crazy interaction like <laughs> wait what are the things that keep you doing this you know uh, well the you know what it's it's a zillion crazy interactions, but but amazing interactions. And um, you know, when we filmed, we were like I said, there was a potential, more on a bigger level, there was a potential writer strike that was going to happen. So our season, they were like, if the strike happens, we have to get all the episodes in the can because then it's going to shut production down. So we were working twelve-hour days, six days a week. I basically lived in the studio. You know, it was like you'd be on set by six six thirty, you'd be there till five thirty six. You know, I'm, I'm a gym rat, so I'd go work out, you'd get home at 8.30, and you just basically have to eat dinner, learn your lines for the next day, and then go to bed, because you're back up at 5.30. So for like a, nine months, I didn't see the outside world. Just like that, I'm off the show, they bring in Ricardo, and I've been replaced by the new Red Ranger, that was their formula. So we never got a chance to um, really enjoy the fans or get out there our season, because we, were, we weren't doing any publicity. So when I get to do these shows, it's very gratifying to, to meet people from all over, the, literally all over the world. And you hear the most amazing stories of people that went through deaths in their family, bullying, divorces, that this show got them through it. And I've met, you know, grown men who have tears in their eyes because of some of the stories. I mean, some of the stories are amazing. So I love hearing the stories. I love hearing the fans. It brings me joy to come out and do this. Um, you know, selfish, I get to see the world. That's really cool. You know, I've been all over the world. All the so. tax write-offs to travel. Huh? All tax write-offs so you can travel. All the tax write-offs, yeah, so I can travel around. Um, but yeah, hearing the stories is amazing, and it really warms my heart to see how I've affected people's lives. I do not take that for granted. That's something that I've I've realized from a, a very early age in Hollywood that if I was ever in a position to, to change lives like that, I would always embrace it. And as long as people are here 
you saw the crowds earlier. I'll always be here to meet you guys. I can I can promise you that. That's awesome. Very appreciated. Any other questions? Questions? There we go. We get one more. Name and question, please. Uh, Sean. Uh, uh, Sean. I, I was curious uh, if um, there's there's a kind of acting uh, practice uh, in Hollywood called, called method acting. Uh, have you ever partaken in it? In method acting? Yes. No, I'm not really from that school as much. Um, you know, I, I you know it's funny. I, you know, when you when you method act, you really dive into it. You know, it's it's if you're playing a, a drug addict, they're going to try drugs. I'm not into that. You know, so uh, for me, I like doing a lot of sense memory. Um, you know, I'm very very observant of human behavior, how people act, how people cry, when people are mad. Like when I see two people arguing in the street, like I'm watching their behavior, their mannerisms, so I can sense memory and bring that back. So I'm more of that. Uh, I think the method stuff was pretty big back in the back in the '80s and '90s, but um, uh, but yeah, not not so much me. I'm more of a sense memory guy. Thank you. Thank you. Good question. Excellent. Thank you. Name name uh, What's up, buddy? What's up? Nice to see you again. Uh, have you ever thought about uh, voiceover or voice acting in video games, cartoons, animated stuff of a sort? I, you know. I, <laughs> No, because you're just kind of locked in a room by yourself. And even though that's awesome and those guys are extremely talented, I like to be in front of the camera. I like to be out. Like I've done it before and they literally lock you in like a little coffin. <laughs> and you're just in there. And it's it's kind of lonely, to be honest with you. So um, I've done it before. We do it with ADR, with Power Rangers. But, um, and I've had a lot of people that wanted me to get more into the voice world. And I, I, I'm sure I, if it was something cool, I could do it a cartoon. I obviously it would be fun, um, but it's not something I pursued because I like being in front of the camera. I like being on set. Yeah, yeah, that. and and physical stuff. I like doing you know active things, but I'm sure for the right amount I could do it. Right? Pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. We all have a price. At the end of the day, when you look like this, you do voiceover work. If you look like that. <laughs> You're in front of the camera. <laughs> Thanks for your question. Come up. Hello again. Hey, buddy. Hello. Uh, so obviously you came back with Forever Red, and then we saw you come back for the uh, the legendary battle, and then again during Ninja Seal. How was it coming back after twenty plus years putting the suit back on for during uh, the the Ninja Seal series and stuff like that? It was very very exciting. Um, because when Power Rangers ended for us, Disney bought it. They didn't really know what the show was going to do. We all kind of thought this was the end after Wild Force. Um, and then, like, Disney bought it, and, you know, a lot of people didn't pay attention as much. Saban bought it back, and then it started to really pick back up. Nobody could have imagined. When I went to my first Comic-Con, and I'll come back to your question because it'll, it'll go. When I went to my first Comic-Con in 2011, that was 10 years after my show ended. And they said, hey, we want you to come back to this thing called Polymorphicon. It's an all Power Rangers event. And I'd never done a, a Comic-Con before. And I said, well, I'm not going to come back. I mean, I'm going to feel like the guy in college coming back to the high school prom. Like, why are they going to want to see me? There, there's been six other Red Rangers. I'm going to feel like I'm going to go back. And they're like, no, no, Time Force has become something very special. So I come back and I go, the reception that we had for our season was incredible. 
No, 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 no. There's plumbing in these walls, apparently. Oh, I don't know. oh it is? Okay. I hope it's not a leak. So, <laughs> um, so, so there was this resurgence of Power Rangers, and it was so exciting. And then the convention started happening, traveling all over the world, and we're meeting these fans that we didn't know were we had this big of a fan base. When they asked us to come back, we had already recaptured the audience, met the fans. It was very exciting to be asked back to the show for a couple of reasons. One, because the franchise recognized that my character was very popular and which was which was nice. And it also showed that they liked me um, because they watch. They watch the way you carry yourself on social media. Um, they watch the way that you are with the fans. You know, Power Rangers was watching to see who do we want to bring back for this. So when I was asked to do it, it was an honor to be, be a part of a handful of people that they brought back. Very exciting. And then when they had me come back for Ninja Steel as well, it was awesome. Every Power Ranger was trying to get back on that, and they could only bring back a handful of us, and so it was an honor to be a part of it. Yep. I'd, I'd go back tomorrow if I could, um, it, because it's just been, they've been so amazing to me. Did it feel weird to put the suit back on? Did it feel weird? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, luckily we were in New Zealand, it was very cold. So it was like, those things get hot. So it was, that was cool. But uh, no, no, it, it was, it was cool. And I knew now that we want, you know, and JDF was there and he just like to start taking pictures, start chronic, you know, start getting this stuff because we're going to want these for the conventions. And, and he was right. I mean, when I was on the show, we didn't think of taking pictures or wanting to grab stuff. We were just, I was on the show and I was off the show and I was moving on. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to be back in the suit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Questions. Cons, man. Cons is it's such a thing. Like, yeah, he was one of the first people really intelligently cashing in on that. So yeah. that was great advice for him on that. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh. Yeah. Where'd this happen? Go ahead. <laughs> so when you come back onto like you come back to a lot of episodes of some shows when they feel like, man, I wonder how is it um, like I wonder how I'm excited Pirate your friends would have like for you to come back to like different episodes of shows. So out of all the like episodes and your sh and the show that you've been on, have there been like Power Rangers or just people that you met and then you had like a really good relationship with them, like you guys are best friends now? You mean the fans that I've met? Or like other celebrities or? Both. Both? Well, what, what I think is pretty interesting is that, you know, when we go around to these shows, um, we meet a lot of really big celebrities. I, you know, I've gone to, to shows and I've signed next to Aquaman, Jason Moa. I've gone and I've, I've met Tom Holland and a lot of these guys. And what's, <laughs> what's cool about it is that these guys are very, very big A-list celebrities now, but they grew up with Power Rangers. So even those guys, well, we, I was with, uh, oh my gosh, Sebastian, Sebastian Bach, right? He was in uh, Marvel, he was the, um, the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. He just did the he just did the uh, the Tommy Lee and Pamela one. Yeah, and uh, you know we're in Brazil. What's that? Oh yeah, he's probably the best. No, he's watching. He's watching. You wait a little bit long. Yeah. No, no, don't worry about it. Earmuffs, earmuffs. Legend of the White Dragon. It's a different movie. There you go. There you go. So um, but you know he comes in the room. We're in Brazil, and he's like, oh my god, I had to come meet you guys. So we meet a lot of cool people and they grew up with the show. So even though they're much bigger names than we are now, they're excited to meet us. So it's just pretty cool to kind of to kind of meet a lot of those people. And yes, you do become friends, you know, with, with a lot of them that, that, that you meet at these shows. Yeah, we all stick together. 
Thank you for forcing him to name drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me ask a question. Yes. <laughs> Don't, hey, trust me, if you ask JD, he does this to him too. Like, does he? Oh, yeah. That's he's been great. up on stage with him. He's a, he's a ham. That's awesome. We're going to start charging him extra. Right. <laughs> name a question, please. Uh, my name is CJ. Hey, buddy. How's it going, TJ? Uh, Good seeing you again. Good seeing you guys too. Um, like we talked previously, you said um, back in, what, what was it, 2012, 2018, um, You've done the motion capture for Capcom for Resident Evil 6 as Leon S. Kennedy, correct? Mm-hmm. So I was saying, from from a background standpoint, because I heard the game was in development for a good four to eight years. So from your perspective, how would you say you handle that whole world where say getting the final product out? And also, would you be interested in other video game roles if Capcom were to let you or any other studio? Yeah, the, the motion capture is a lot of fun. That was fun because that was, I was saying earlier, I think maybe you came in after, but it was like theater. I mean, all those cutaway scenes, you can't, you know, they cut up film and TV where, you know, we're filming on you, we do your line, we cut, we turn the camera, film on me, we film as we cut. But with motion capture, you're in a, like a high school basketball stadium, small, of cameras. So everything's played out in live time and you don't cut. So those are scenes that are two, three minutes long, four or five minutes long, played out like theater. So I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and what's interesting is that when you're on set, they, the computers will eventually build these elaborate helicopters and motorcycles for the Resident Evil world, but you're sitting on like wood blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, that big motorcycle scene in Resident Evil <clears throat> that we were in, I was in Japan for, it was like me on like a, a pummel horse, like, a, like this wooden horse thing and a guy behind like moving the motorcycle. So it's it's such a bad looking production that they turn into this thing. Um, but I would, motion capture is a lot of fun. That I would definitely be up for doing uh, if, if, if that came calling again. Right. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's almost in a way a lot like, um, the way you describe it is like how dancers who do lyrical were describing because it's all the physicality you tell the story through the motion mm-hmm. as opposed to the dialogue and things like that. But you also get to do a little of that part yep. too. But I, mean, I, I get where, what you're saying there with that. Experience how it's yeah. different from the rest. Name a question. Test, test, test. My name is Bryce. I'm delighted to make your acquaintance. Pleasure's all mine. Growing up, the Power Ranger series was one of my all time favorite shows growing up. And it's funny how we look back today, when it's just a group of teens with attitude to this time for feel. We never would have guessed that this Power Rangers franchise came from a Japanese series, Super Sentai. And Let's face it, without the Super Sentai series, we wouldn't even have Time Force or any of those other Power Rangers series we've had today. That being said, my question is, when you were auditioning for a show like Lost Galaxy, Light Speed, and even Time Force, did at any point were you ever required to see like a clip from the Super Sentai series as a way of the director saying, this is what they did way back when they released the series, but we want you to do the character this way, you know, like, have you ever maybe seen any of the Super Sentai series? Great question. So they would sometimes bring out the Super Sentai. For those of you that don't know, Super Sentai is is the series that started in Japan, started Power Rangers up, and it's usually, what, five, six years ahead of us, right? So Time Force aired in Japan, same general storyline, variations to it, out there, the characters can die. There's blood, right? It's a little, little it's a lot more, um, it's a lot darker. But they would say, "Hey, let's watch this scene because this is kind of this is a bad example." But we're gonna have you guys running through this door, and we're gonna have you guys coming in, jump on stage, 
and then sit in the chairs and they would show us the footage to kind of give us an idea of a game plan of like, hey, this is kind of what we're gonna do, so watch this. I never liked to watch it because somebody else was playing the role of Wes. So when they're showing that footage and if anything happened where maybe at this scene, he sat like this or he laughed like this or maybe he like this, I didn't want to see what that actor did because if I saw him do it, I would want to do something totally opposite. And I didn't want to be stifled creatively to go like, okay, he laughed in this part, so now I can't laugh in this part. And now I'm suddenly in my head, which you don't want to be. So they would always want us to watch it and I never wanted to because I just didn't want to see what another actor did as Wes for fear of copying it or trying to push too far away or getting my head. So we did see it, but I, I always kind of, um, you know, pushed away from watching it best I could. Yeah. Thanks for your question. Good question. Okay. Yeah, and, and you said earlier that you pretty much, Wes is your personality. So it's almost a very personality role. So just further on what you're saying, that basically if you feel that's kind of a lot you, you definitely don't want to see someone who's not you doing it. And then I, I get yeah. like the opposites. Yeah. Um, on acting, hopefully we get some more questions. Um, I always lo I love asking this. I did it before I was moderating. I always ask asking celebrities, you know, specifically actors, what is that role? Whether it's animated, whether it's a uh, superhero, whatever it is that you feel you haven't gotten to do yet, that you're really looking forward to to hopefully get the opportunity to do. I don't know. Something kind of a sports movie. You know, I've always wanted the to. Baseball yeah, history. so I've always wanted to be involved in some some form of a sports TV or film. And like I said, I grew up being an athlete my whole life, and that's just not, nothing that's ever been there. So, and I see some of these movies like you know, The Natural and Field of Dreams, where there's baseball players, or um, you know, that that was something I always wanted to do and always thought I would do because it'd be perfect. But that's just never come across. Yeah, that is an awesome, honest answer. Usually, it's something you know, like pretty. Uh, Predetermined, a lot of actors like obviously the big Marvel role or the big, you know, yeah. villain role, something like that. But that's 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 honest. You know? Yeah, you were yeah. a baseball player. So, yeah. any other questions? Audience, going once, going twice. We are going to do is we're going to finish up a little early to give you time to get back to your table so everyone get a chance to meet you. We do a quick selfie on the way out. The one thing I'm actually going to ask you is something we always do on our podcast, and this 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 we kind of get to know you a little better. You, um, outside of just being an actor, of being especially with all the comps of that they do. We do something that's called an obsessive. And what that is is something that you feel people should either experience or watch or read um, as, you know, in this whole pop culture, sci-fi, comic book, you know, Power Ranger franchise type world that you feel that someone should always get under their belt, whether it's something that inspired you or something that you recently seen, whatever it may be, that you really feel like this is a thing that everyone's got to also uh, experience. So, so, so something that I would recommend as a pop culture I think all the original stuff. I, I think, you know, there's been so many continuations of series and remakes. I think it's always good to go back to the basics and see the original Supermans. You know, I grew up with Christopher Reeve and, you know, so you kind of see where it all started. I mean, um, you know, that, I do the same thing with like sports and like you go back and you, you see what it was like when people played baseball back in the 1800s. You kind of get an idea of who laid the foundation for, for where it's become. So whether it's sports or pop culture, I would say go back to the basics and see it. It's really cool to see the development of how these shows used to look compared to like Marvel Endgame now. Um, it's just, it's incredible how far they've come. But I think to always kind of know your history of these things is always a good thing to do. We, we, we got to remember our history, which is always cool. 
because then you see where it's come from and where it came from, you know? That is awesome. That is an awesome answer. Like, that really is, especially for a lot of you. Uh, let's do a round of applause, and then we'll take a quick thank you. And we'll just stand up and do a quick selfie with uh, the Thank you so much. All right, that's it for this episode. We do have some cool Power Ranger news coming up, and we do have a cool episode with Jenna Frank, so stay tuned for that. And, well, you know the rest. Check us out on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, FanCorrect. So, uh, yeah, this is MSK. Peace out. And there you have it, folks. This has been Fanatically Correct. Until next time, you crazy kids. Signing off.